Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I do want to remind you about our other podcasts, in particular, The Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. We've done so many interesting series uh, this year, and currently we're bringing you a nine-part look at Raymond Massey's work as Abraham Lincoln. You can also check out our Earlier, Olivia de Havilland uh, series, our uh, summer series, Top Secret, our baseball series, and our Jack Webb uh, Centennial Celebration, as well as a celebration for Kirk Douglas and Julie Bennett. Check it all out at amazing.greatdetectives.net, and then there is our World War II podcast, 277 episodes focusing on World War II through uh, drama, comedy, news, and music. Check it out at thewar.greatdetectives.net. And then there's the video counterpart for this podcast at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Now we're going to get into today's episode of Dick Tracy. As I mentioned last week, uh, the, the episodes we played there were the last in that string that we have access to. So we're skipping ahead a couple of months. We are coming in a bit in the middle of a storyline, but we do have the concluding chapter to it, and uh, the uh, story does a good job of getting us caught up on what's happened so far. So we're going to be in this storyline for the next four weeks. The original air dates are April the 11th and April the 12th of 1938. And the titles are Mounties at Pitchblend and Snowslide. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Here comes Dick Tracy now. This electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventures is brought to you by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. Those specially delicious, nourishing cereals that give you trigger-fast food energy because they're shot from guns. Remember the sound of those big Quaker guns the next time you sit down to a tempting dish of crisp, crunchy puffed wheat or puffed rice for breakfast. And remember the special Quaker process and moisture-proof package that makes Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice so firm and plump, so much more delightful than ordinary cereals. Puffed wheat and puffed rice are specially easy to digest, too. Each grain of sun-ripened wheat or rice is actually exploded to eight times its normal size as it's shot from the guns. Each tiny, hard-to-digest food cell is unlocked, but all its quick food energy, all its goodness, is retained and released to you much more quickly and easily. So join the thousands of happy, healthy, puffed wheat and puffed rice fans tomorrow morning. Enjoy the tasty, nut-like flavors of those two swell cereals. Eat puffed wheat one morning, and then puffed rice the next. Ask Mother to get a package of each from the grocer displaying the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol headquarters sign right away.
The notorious outlaw of the great Northwest, Vernon Kyle, has terrorized the inhabitants of the town of Pitchblend in the Yukon into sharing their mines with him. Kyle planned to force the miners to ship their Pitchblend ore, containing radium, to Peel River by way of his airplane instead of dog sled, obliging them to pay very highly for the privilege. Dick Tracy's arrival inspired the downtrodden miners to refuse. Naturally, Kyle's next move is to do away with Dick Tracy. In our last episode, Dick was sitting in the cabin of Captain McKean of the Northwest Mounted Police when he noticed a sinister figure lurking at the window. Dick immediately started talking to Junior in code. What was Dick saying? Hey, why all this talk about football? If you fellas have run out of things to talk about, well, we can deal some three-handed bridge. Well, Captain, Junior and I are just brushing up on... Now, Junior, now! Dick, you fired that shot! And without turning around... Quick, outside! Tracy, did you expect to hit anything firing over your shoulder like that? Talk later, McKeon. Come on. Oh, oh, my shoulder. My shoulder. Lucky for you, it only was your shoulder. The next time you try to shoot someone through a window, my friend, don't make the mistake of letting your target see you first. Tracy, I don't get all this. Who is this man? McKeon, our wounded friend here was sent by Vernon Kyle with instructions to kill me, which he tried to do by shooting at me through the window. Fortunately, I caught a glimpse of him in the mirror over the mantelpiece. Yeah, and it's a good thing I ducked when I did, too. I'll say it was. Dick, that was some shooting. Well, it was a long chance, Pat. Fortunately, it worked. Well, my friend, what have you got to say for yourself? I wasn't going to shoot you. I swear I wasn't. Oh, no, no. Of course not. You were carrying this rifle and pointing it at me through the window in a spirit of good, clean fun. Well, what are you going to do with this fellow, Dick? I think we'd better lock him up. Key in after you see that he gets first aid. Not that he's badly hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if he were one of the men who ganged up an old man Weir, trying to kill someone by shooting from behind as he tried to do me, or ganging up on a defenseless old man like Weir. They're the sort of dirty work that go together. Well, there's no thanks to these rats that old man Weir is going to be all right. By the way, Tracy, Weir said he wanted to see you, uh, wants to have a talk with you. Good. I'll go along to the doctor's with you, then. Come along, Pat. Well, William, I'm glad to see you're feeling so much better. Hey, thank you, Mr. Tracy. The doctor's taken excellent care of me. I thought I was a goner after the way Torp and his mob beat me up. Well, I think I can go back to my shack tonight. Uh, tell me, I understand you got Torp. Did you get the others who helped him beat me up? Yes, we arrested Torp, all right, but our friend Kyle was afraid Torp might be indiscreet enough to talk. So he, well, he took the precaution of... Silencing him forever. You mean Kyle actually... I mean that while Torp was in jail, Kyle had him put out of the way. Do you realize what Kyle's doing in this town? Do you realize that he's about ruined us miners? Well, first he forced us to turn over 50% of our claims to him. 50% for doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now I hear he's going to try and force us to ship the stuff by airplane. His airplane. And charge us another 40%. Well, I'm afraid Carl isn't going to find that so easy. I spoke to the miners this afternoon. They're not going to use Carl's airplane. For once, they're going to fight back. We're going to help. Tomorrow, they're going to take the first shipment to Peel River by dog sled. In the old way. They're going to have a mounted escort in case Carl attempts to hijack or attack them. Oh, that's splendid, sir. That's the first piece of good news I've heard in months. But, uh... If they're leaving tomorrow, I'd better get back to my claim and get my pitch plan ready for shipment. Uh, my stuff might as well go along with him. Yes, you're right. You're right, Will. 
Before you go, let me give you one word of advice. I know how you feel about Kyle. I know how you all feel. But don't try to take the law into your own hands. Kyle is going to discover that no man can merely by brute force and wanton killing ruin the lives and destinies of other human beings. He's going to find out that neither the human beings up here nor the precious radium they dig out of the earth belong to him. Remember that, Weir. Remember that. Yes, Mr. Tracy. I'll remember it. Well, Tracy, the dog sleds are about ready to start for Peel River. Still feel you want to send Patton along with them? Yes, yes, I do. We've agreed, haven't we, McKean, that Vernon and Kyle will make some sort of attempt at stopping these dog sleds before they get to Peel River? Well, there's hardly any doubt of that. But uh, I'm sending along a mounted escort, you know, headed by Remington. Yes, yes, I know. But you don't object to Patton going along too, do you? No, no, certainly not. You see, he'll be my personal representative on the trip, since I made certain promises to the miners. I understand perfectly, Tracy. You don't have to explain. Well, Dick, looks as if we're about ready to start. Yes, Pat, another few moments at the most. Gee, Dick, can I go along, too? Boy, I'd give anything to ride all the way to Peel River in one of those dog sleds. I know you would, Junior, but I'm afraid this trip isn't going to be a pleasure, John. There may be trouble. I'd rather you stayed here with me. Well, all right, Dick, anything you say. Tracy, look, there's Vernon Kyle. He's coming over toward us now. Yeah, I see him. That'll be an interesting interview. Very interesting indeed. Well, if he starts anything, I'm going to let him have it right from the ground. Oh, easy, Pat. Let me handle it. Well, if it isn't the famous Mr. Tracy, huh? What are you doing? Giving the miners your blessing before you send them out into the great beyond? Kyle, to put it bluntly, and that's the only way I'll put it to you, you're not welcome here. Oh, I'm not welcome, Tracy. I'm welcome everywhere. I run this town, and every place I go, I'm welcome. I think you've just about worn your welcome thin, Kyle. Is that so? Well, let me tell you something, hold Tracy. Hold on, hold on. You can say your piece without poking me in the chest with that riding whip of yours. Now, get this, Tracy. Whether you like it or not, I run this town and the people in it. In the first place, I don't like it. In the second place, you're not running this town any longer. Ah, listen, those miners may think they're saving money by shipping their stuff through the Peel River by dog sled, but they're not. They're going to find it's a lot more expensive. Huh. Your anxiety to save money for them is very touching. I don't like your tone, Tracy. In fact, there's a lot I don't like about you. That goes for you, too, Patton. Don't tap my arm with that riding whip again, Kyle. Ah, you mean like this? Why not, Patton? (coughs) That's why, Kyle. Pat. Oh, I'm sorry, Dick. I know you asked me not to, but I just had to get one poke at that guy. I've got to admit it was a pleasure. So it was a pleasure, was it, Patton? Yeah. Well, you'll be sorry for this. On your way, you drugstore cowboy. I think your business with us is over, don't you, Kyle? Well, we'll be meeting again. That goes for you, too, Patton. I'm going. But before I go, you better take a tip from me. Get those miners to change their minds. Tell them to ship their stuff out by plane. My plane, Tracy. Because if they don't... Yeah, if they don't... I'll be seeing you around, Tracy. I'll be seeing you around. Hmm. Should have hit him again just to make sure. Take it easy, Pat. Sorry you hit him the first time. But after what he... You shouldn't have lost your head, Pat. Nothing was gained by that. It relieved my feelings. Well, as a policeman, you're supposed to keep your feelings under control. Remember that. Well, okay, Dick. I'm sorry. Mr. Tracy, the dog teams are all ready to start. All right. Now listen to me, you men. You're going to take these sleds through the Peel River. Don't let anything stop you. You know as well as I do that there'll be an attempt to stop you. You've got to prove to yourselves that you can do it. 
that you have the right to transport your pitch blend any way you want to. And that means without the help of Vernon Kyle and his airplane. Get going now, and good luck to you. Come on, Dick. I'm seeing you in a few days. Take care of yourself. Keep an eye on those dogs, Flex, for me. Don't worry. We'll be all right. So long, Junior. So long, King. A terrible night, Tracy. Bitter cold, and there's a high wind blowing. Think it'll snow? No, no, the moon's out. Big frosty moon at that. You can see it right over the brow of that hill over there. No, I was just thinking of those dog sleds and those men out there and this biting wind. Yes, yes, I know. Well, they'll be all right, I'm sure. Well, Tracy, I must admit that since you've come up here, things have changed. Vernon Kyle isn't quite the braggart he used to be. I'm afraid I haven't done much more than hold him in check up till now. Hey, Dick. Dick, did you hear that? What was it? It was a human cry, Junior. Sounds like there's a horse coming, too. He's coming for the cabin, whoever he is. He's gone past. Gosh, look, Dick. It's a hooded figure galloping across the moon. I heard something hit the door. Let's see. It's a knife, Tracy, a knife stuck in the door. Yep. There's a note attached to it. What's this mean, I wonder? Well, we'll read it and see. It says, You cannot win alone against the snake that calls itself Vernon Kyle. I will help you. Signed, The Purple Rider. The Purple Rider? Gee, I wonder who he is. The Purple Rider? Who is the Purple Rider, and what further adventures await Dick Tracy in the wilderness of the Great Northwest? Will Pat and the dog sleds get through safely to Peel River? That's hard to tell. But now let's stand by for our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweets and Quaker Puff Rice, those two specially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger fast food energy. And here comes Dick Tracy Jr., our patrol president now. The meeting will now come to order. Say, Junior, wasn't it great the way Dick got that code message for you today? It sure was. Everybody thought we were talking about football. You never know when that secret code's going to come in handy. Right, Mr. Quaker Man. And you know another swell thing about being a patrol member is that you know the secret handshake. Didn't Dick Tracy use that secret handshake to let you know who he was when he was disguised as the Apache Junior? Yes, and boy, was I surprised. You know, a lot of patrol members use the secret handshake all the time to recognize each other and to find out whether other fellows and girls belong to the patrol without saying a word. And that's the right way to use it, too. Listen, boys and girls, if you're a member of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or of the National Girls Division, use the secret handshake the way you should. Read your code book. It's full of swell things to do. And if you haven't joined the patrol or the National Girls Division yet, join now so you can get in on all the fun we have together. That's right. Dick Tracy wants you to be in the patrol. It's easy to join. You just tear the tops off two packages of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice. And then print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. If you're a boy, write boy at the top of the paper... And if you're a girl, write Girls Division. Put it in an envelope with your two box tops and mail it to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Then you're a pal of Dick Tracy's, too. 
And we have a great time together. And Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice breakfast taste just wonderful. These two delicious cereals are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. So look in the pantry today, and if you don't find any of those famous red and blue packages, ask Mother to get you some of each at the grocer's right away. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting, electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at the same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Here comes Dick Tracy now. Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, those specially delicious refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger fast food energy. Now bring you another electrically transcribed episode in this new series of thrilling Dick Tracy adventures. Listen to that big gun. That's the sound you hear all day long at the Quaker plants, where Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are made. It's actually shot from guns, you know. Now that may seem a strange way to make cereals as delicious and refreshing as puffed wheat and puffed rice are. But there's a reason. When nourishing grains of wheat and rice are shot from these special Quaker guns, they're exploded to eight times their normal size. And that gives puffed wheat and puffed rice those tempting, different flavors that thousands of boys and girls and grown-ups enjoy so much. It makes them specially easy to digest, too, so that you get their trigger-fast food energy quickly and easily. And remember, you need lots of that same kind of quick energy every day to be as alert and physically fit as Dick Tracy is. And here's another thing. The best way you can show Dick Tracy you're enjoying his swell adventures is to ask Mother to give you puffed wheat for breakfast one day and then puffed rice the next. That way you let Dick know you're with him and for him. And you have a delightful breakfast change the whole family enjoys. So ask Mother now to get you Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice from the grocer who displays the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol headquarters sign right away. The inhabitants of Pitchblend, a mining town in the Canadian Northwest, live in terror of Vernon Kyle and his lawless gang. Already robbed of half their minds, the townspeople find courage in Dick Tracy's arrival to refuse Kyle's latest demand that their Pitchblend ore, which contains radium, be transported by his plane at an exorbitant charge rather than by dog sled. Despite Kyle's threats, the dog teams, guarded by Pat Patton and some mounted police, are en route to Peel River. Meanwhile, at Monty headquarters, Tracy, Captain McKean, and Junior hear a weird cry in the night as a mysterious horseman gallops on by the wind, leaving his snow at their door. You cannot win alone against the snake that calls itself Vernon Kyle. I will help you. That's signed the Purple Rider. Purple Rider? Gee, I wonder who he is. Yeah, I can still see him. The hooded rider galloping across the moon. 
Well, there he's gone now, over the brow of that hill. Well, Tracy, what does this mean? What do you make of it? Well, offhand, McKean, I'd say that the miners here about are not the only ones who have a grievance against Vernon Kyle. Seems to be someone else. Someone, I might add, with an obvious leaning toward theatrical effect. Well, what, what do you think this purple rider plans to do? Oh, as to that, McKean, your guess is as good as mine. We can only wait and see. A purple rider? Gosh, it sort of makes me feel, oh, I don't know, sort of creepy, Dick. Well, Junior, I should say that's the effect it's intended to produce. Especially in our friend Vernon Kyle. Might be that the purple rider hopes to scare Kyle into leaving town, but of course that's just a guess. Nevertheless, whatever the reasons of the purple rider happen to be, he's definitely acting outside the law, and it'll be our job to capture him now as well as Vernon Kyle. Yes, Captain. You're quite right about that. Quite right. Hey, Kyle. Sure, yours is swelling up like a balloon. Sure you don't want some mice or something to put on it? When I want anything, I'll ask for it. I think that fool Patton broke a tooth when he hit me this afternoon. I'll get him for that, I swear I will. Yeah, but how about those dog sleds and the fellows are driving them? They're the ones we ought to get right now. Don't you think I know it? Yeah, but what are you going to do about it? I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. What do you mean? It's simple. I said I'd get Patton and I said I'd stop those dog sleds. Well, the boys are on their way to Dead Man's Pass right now. They'll get there before the dog sleds do. And it's going to be just too bad for Patton and the rest of them. <laughs> You're going to shoot him up a little, eh? Don't be a fool. Think I want to find myself at the end of a rope? No, no. Tracy knows I'm out to get those dog sleds, and he heard me say I'd get Patton. Well, I'm going to do both those things, all right. But I'm going to do it so that Tracy won't be able to pin anything on me. Yeah, but how are you going to do it? Why's they got their orders? Well, aren't you going to let me in on it? You talk too much. Oh, now listen, Rent. I, I can keep my mouth shut. Let me in on it, will you? I don't like this guy Patton or Tracy, for that matter, any more than you do. Not a chance. What time is it? Eight o'clock, what? Baldy was supposed to be here by 7.30, and he ain't showed up yet. Have a look outside. Maybe he's at the bar. Okay. Jumping coyotes, look at this. What is it? Why, uh... Well, I'll be hanged if it isn't a knife stuck in the door with a note attached to it. A knife with a note? Let me see it, quick. Yeah, here, here you are. You'll never see Baldy again. He is the first. Signed a purple rider. What the... Jumping! Jenny Wren! Hey, what does that mean? You see what's written here, can't you? Says we'll never see Baldy again. He's the first. What does that mean, the first? Well, it must mean that somebody else will be the second, Kyle. Hey, I, I, I don't like this. Say, who is this purple rider? You ever hear of him before? No, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear the traces behind this. Yeah, the more I think of it, the more I'm sure. He's trying to frighten us out of town. Well, he won't get away with it, I tell you. He won't get away with it. Hush! Hush! Oh, boy, this wind sure is sharp and cold. It goes right through these furs. Sure does. We're used to cold nights up here, but we don't get many like this, I can tell you. You boys going to make camp for the night? Later on, Patton, after we get through Dead Man's Pass. That's the halfway mark, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's funny... I always had the impression that you men rode in your dog sleds. All you've done since we left Pitchblend is to run behind them and steer them. That's right, Patton. Of course, sometimes we hop on the runners in back for a little rest. Most of the time, we run along with the dogs. Yeah, I notice the dogs keep up a mighty steady pace. Yes, Patton, that's right. They last longer that way. Conserve their strength. I see. Say, hey, what's that howling I hear? Them wolves off in the hill, howling at that big white moon up there. Yeah, sort of weird sound, isn't it? Hey, get used to it. Yeah, there's Dead Man's Pass up there. Yeah, I see. 
Just an hour past running between those cliffs, huh? Yep. Once through there, we can pitch camp for the night and sit down to a good mess of pork and beans. Hey, you men. Dead man's pass straight ahead. Oh, Get him move on. Get behind you. Get your right well, we're coming into Dead Man's Pass now. Say, look at those cliffs of snow and ice towering about us on both sides there. The steep yep. on the other. Yep. Gosh, they're beautiful. Especially with the moon shining on them. Yeah, another five minutes and we'll be through. And then for that pork and bean. Oh, I could do with a mess of pork. Hey, hey, what? What's that? The snow. It's, it's coming down. Yeah, it's a snow slide. A snow slide. Run for your lives. Run, you fools. Run. Well, Tracy, I think it's about time for me to be hitting the hay. How about you? Well, not for a while yet, McKean. I want to finish this chapter on radium before I turn in. Well, if you're going to stay up, maybe I'll stay up a little while and finish another pipe. Well, now, please don't fear you have to play host. Uh, we get so few visitors up here in the wilderness, I'm glad to have a chance to chat about things. I know just how you feel. Say, are those wolves howling? Yes, baying at the moon, I guess. Not a sound you city folks have often. Yeah, up here in the loneliness, <laughs> we're used to it. Yeah, I suppose so. It certainly has a lonely quality, hasn't it? Can imagine what it's like out there in those frozen wastes. You know, this country makes a man feel like... Huh? Well, what can that be at this time of night? There's only one way to find out. All right. All right, all right, I'm coming. I'm coming. Jack! Hurry. Hurry, man. Well, what's happened to you? Get hands passed. The dog's dead. Snow slide. What? Avalanche. Hurry, or it'll be too late. Did you say a snow slide? Yeah. Every set heard beneath the snow except mine. I was in the rear. I was just about to enter the pass. What had happened? For heaven's sake, hurry. But Tracy, what'll we do? Round up as many men and dog teams as we've got. We've got to save those men. Yes, but can we bury beneath the Don't snow? Don't talk, and... man. Act. Round up your men. Get every dog sled available. As many shovels as you can find. We've got to save those men, and we've got to start at once if we're to do it. Hell, heaven help us to be in time. Push, you dogs. Come Get along, man. Push. 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 dogs to their limit. Don't let up. The lives of the men may depend on those animals. Uh, it's strange, Tracy. Very strange. Oh, what is it, Gene? Uh, there's never been a snow slide at Deadman's Pass. They can't figure out what could have caused one at this time. And one just as those men were passing through, too. Well, the fact that there's never been one before, and this one happened just as the men were passing through, those aren't meaningless, unrelated facts. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, McKean, that that pass was exploded. I know it sounds like a wild guess, but I have a strong hunch. Dynamite was used to move that snow... At precisely the right moment to trap those dog sleds. You uh, think Vernon Kyle did it, eh? Yes, sir. I'm quite certain that Vernon Kyle is mixed up in this. I'm not certain that we'll be able to prove it. He didn't want that dog sled party to get through. He also wanted to get back at Patton. He's chosen the one method by which he could accomplish his plans and cover his tracks at the same time. Well, if he's responsible, we'll find some way of getting him. I hope so. Keep the moving, McKean. Get along there. And Tracy, we've got to save those men. 
I feel a sense of personal responsibility, and I'm sure you do. But they've got families, many of them, and if they should die... Well, think about it. Keep moving. Hurry, you men. Keep up with us here. Gentlemen, try out. We're doing the best we can. Hey, Tracy, look. There's Deadman's Pass ahead. Yes. Look at that mound of snow. What? Then have our hands full digging them out of there. Well, we've got to save them. We've got to. Then we will, McKean, if it's humanly possible. All right, men. Pull up. We're here now. All right, pull the sleds over to the side. And get those shovels and get busy. McKean, if they're buried under all that snow, they haven't got a chance. Yeah, that's what I say. What are you men talking about? There's one chance in a million to save those men. We've got to take it. We've got to dig until we collapse. Now get in there and start. Every second counts. Okay, Mr. Oh, Tracy. Right, get going, boys. Come on, Hey, come on, boys. There's one of them. Help me pull him out. Jeez, frozen. Come on. Who is it, Tracy? Pat. Pat, speak to me, old man. Speak to me. He's finished, if you ask me. Don't stand around, your man. Keep on digging. There are others in there. Get them out. Keep digging, do you hear? Keep digging. Come on, boys! Come on, keep on, keep on it! Come on, come on! Come on, come on! Come on, boy. Is he... Is he... I don't know, McKean. I don't know. Come on, it's... Is Pat Patton alive or dead? And what will happen next in this drama of the forces of law against the forces of evil? You'll soon know. But now it's time for our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting, and all you boys and girls are invited to attend by Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice, those two specially delicious, refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. All right, Junior, we're ready. The meeting will now come to order, and today Miss Pless Trueheart has a special message for you. Yes, Miss Trueheart wants to congratulate all the girls on the way they're getting their friends to join the National Girls Division of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. And Dick Tracy sends congratulations to the fellas, too. You're doing a swell job. Dick and Tess want me to remind you all to be sure to sign your patrol pledge in the presence of your mother when you get it. That's very important. You know, the patrol pledge really does mean a lot. That pledge has been a lasting bond between Dick Tracy... Pat and me through all our adventures together. Just like the three musketeers, eh, Junior? Yes, sir. All for one and one for all. And Dick would like to know that every real red-blooded boy and girl in the country has signed that same pledge that means so much to us. Hear that, fellows and girls? If you've signed your pledge, you know how much that means. But if you haven't joined the patrol yet, send for your membership now. Get your secret code book, your patrol pledge, an official badge, free. Now, here's all you do. Just send two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops with your name and address printed on a plain piece of paper to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. And on this piece of paper where you print your name and address, also print Girls Division if you're a girl, or if you're a boy, just print the word boy. Remember, Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice are the two specially delicious cereals that give you trigger-fast food energy... Because they're shot from guns. So ask Mother now to get you some of each from the grocers right away. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. Thank you.
Welcome back. Well, we're fairly caught up on the storyline. Obviously, I do have uh, quite a few questions, you know, like why Dick Tracy is here in the first place. Uh, but uh, those are just not technically necessary for enjoying the story. Now, uh, one thing I was kind of interested in is the Dick Tracy Secret Service uh, Patrol uh, Pledge. And uh, there are actually several things. Uh, somebody posted a picture of the, the uh, pledge uh, online. And uh, essentially, the kids pledge to stand for law and order. Be trustworthy, honest, and honorable. Be kind, courteous, and helpful to others. Be fearless and courageous in what I know is right. Uh, be alert and healthy in thought and action. Honor and obey my parents. Keep the secrets of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol strictly confidential. And I've kind of, you know, looked over some of the documents that have been uh, posted for this online, and it's pretty intricate. Um, I mean, there would be, you know, there are different uh, levels that you could get to in terms of ranks, uh, like uh, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and inspector general. And that was all on the pledge sheet, and they would actually send a kids typewritten official-looking letters uh, for these uh, different levels of promotions. The pledge itself is interesting in that it ties into a time where you would find a lot of different kids' entertainment outlets that would try to have these uh, morals to not only... Uh, have kids continue to listen to the programs and buy the merchandise, but to be seen as a positive influence uh, in the kids' lives and the values they were taught. Uh, you saw this in comics uh, as well. There were clubs for Captain America and Superman and Batman and Robin. Now, of course, entertainment has uh, shifted away from that. You know, you, you go into the 50s and... I think it pretty much uh, fades out. Maybe Roy Rogers, you know, does uh, some uh, things in that regards. But modern TV programs will provide two answers. You know, if they're in a cranky mood, they'll say, it's not our job to raise people's kids. Even if they're spending hours and hours, you know, consuming our products, just not our job. Uh, or if they're in more artistic mood, and they'll say, I think, somewhat truthfully, product they put out influences uh, kids in what they would say would be a positive direction. But without actually preaching anything, it is teaching uh, its own values and worldview in a more sophisticated way, they would say. So it's an interesting contrast and uh, change from the way it was approached generations ago. All right, well, uh, some listener uh, comments and feedback now. 
Chris uh, writes in on Facebook, always a fan of Dick Tracy. I hope you have enough episodes to last for a while. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I wish I did, too. Uh, we don't have a ton of episodes of Dick Tracy. Uh, I think there's something like 70 of those in circulation. Uh, but most of them are 15 minute shows without enough plot line to be able to do. It's really sad because, you know, there was Dick Tracy over the radio for 13 years. And essentially what we have is we've got, uh, 14 parts, uh, that we, we played already. 14 episodes. And then we have nine in this series, which we'll be playing, you know, uh, the rest of them over the next three weeks. And then there are a couple of self-contained half-hour programs. And that will be it. So, yeah, unfortunately, we only have five more weeks of Dick Tracy, which is a shame because he's such an uh, iconic character. And I did stretch what we typically do just in part because of that so that we could really uh, enjoy uh, that because we don't have 100 percent you know of this story even though we do have an ending for it so yeah chris i'm sorry but we've only got a, a little bit of it i wish we had more and i'd be open to us uh, finding more but thanks so much uh, for the comment chris and i also want to go ahead and thank our patreon supporter of the day thank you to tim tim has been one of our patreon supporters since april of 2017 Currently supporting us at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Tim. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. And uh, then a week from Saturday, we'll be getting into T-Man. And of course, uh, next uh, Tuesday, we'll be back with another episode of Dick Tracy. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.